welcome to Life-Giving Water Messages, where I expound upon the Word of God and, through the internet, deliver it to you. My name is Reverend Todd Laddick, and today I'm bringing to you part one of a four-part New Year uh, worship series entitled uh, Reset, and today's message specifically titled Soul Reset, based off of Luke chapter 3, verses 21 through 23. So let us dive into the Word today. One day, when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. Jesus was about 30 years old when he began his public ministry. Jesus was known as the son of Joseph. Joseph was the son of Heli. Amen. Resetting your soul begins with remembering who you are. In baptism, God calls us beloved. Have you ever had to deal with how others perceive you and perhaps how many, how you may even perceive yourself? And this is something uh, I've struggled with my whole life. And admittedly, some of the perceptions I have struggled with have been lies. Which reminds me of a movie franchise I love and a related series that is blowing my mind right now. Have you all ever heard of The Karate Kid? Uh, if you haven't, uh, either maybe you're, you're younger and for some reason, well, that's not really... That's really not possible because if you're younger, you've heard of its spinoff series called Cobra Kai. So really, you'd have to be living in a under you know in a hole in the ground under a rock somewhere in order to not have heard of the Karate Kid. Uh, perhaps you may not have heard of Cobra Kai if you don't have Netflix or you're not following that sort of thing. But but yeah, uh, since it's current, I will not talk much about Cobra Kai here. But you should definitely watch it if you were a fan of the Karate Kid film series. Heck. Even if you're not, you should still check it out. Such a great, such great story writing. I mean, I, I just can't even begin to tell you the, the, the kind of character development, the, the story, the moral of the story, all of it is just phenomenal. Anyway, the original Karate Kid was about a story, uh, was a story about a lanky kid from good old New, Newark, New Jersey, right down the road from us, uh, whose single mom moves out to Reseda, California an extremely diverse working-class suburb of L.A. in the San Fernando Valley. And the kid, named Daniel, quickly became the target of bullying from, John, uh, from Johnny Lawrence and his friend group, uh, all members of the Cobra Kai dojo. Um, and uh, this dojo adheres to the model, motto, Strike First, Strike hard, no mercy. But our story today is not about Daniel, who has, up until the show Cobra Kai, been the main protagonist in all but one of the films. Rather, I want to talk about Johnny Lawrence, a boy who is also bullied and beat up. Worse than that, his mom is divorced and single, and they didn't have anything to their name until... She married a rich man named Sid, who turned out to be, well, an abusive jerk. 
He constantly took out his ire on Johnny, calling him a mama's boy, a loser, and basically treating him like he was less than money, like he was worthless. And he would hang his money over the heads of uh, Laura, Johnny's mom, and uh, Johnny uh, in, in a mani manipulative and abusive way. You know, they, they were completely dependent on him because he had the income, uh, and he used that to, uh, to abuse uh, both Laura and her son, Johnny. Until Johnny discovered the Cobra Kai dojo. Uh, now, before I say that, all of those things, of course, were lies. You know, he wasn't a loser. He wasn't worthless. But Johnny believed them until he discovered the Cobra Kai dojo and was taken under the wing of a former special, office, special forces officer and karate sensei named John Kreese. Now, Kreese promised the boy that he would make him a winner and that no one would ever disrespect him again. He promised to make him tough, to teach him to bring the fight to his opponents rather than waiting on the sideline to be bullied and beat up. And he promised to teach him to be fierce and merciless. That way people would fear him rather than make fun of him. To say Kreese had good intentions is without doubt, but his methods were far from good. They were manipulative, they were abusive, and they taught Johnny to grow into a psychotic monster. Johnny was taught that winning was all that mattered if one didn't want to be a loser. He was taught that might makes right, and that the only way to keep the peace is to start and finish the war. All of these supposed truths turned out to also be lies. And as the film progresses, as well as carrying on in the series on Netflix, Johnny comes to realize that all of those perceptions that others had of him, as well as the perceptions he held of himself, all led, all led him down a very dark and dangerous path that literally messed him up for years and years and years. Like 35 plus years later, he is still dealing with those very perceptions and the consequences of all his actions that span much further than the, the tournament night at the end of the first film. Sometimes we don't feel like ourselves, or others' perceptions of us just don't seem to fit. As we reset for a new year, overcoming the stress and busyness or loneliness of the holiday season, it's important that we remember our baptism and what God says about it. Um, and, and what God says about us. For those of us who may not have been baptized, it is extremely important to note, you do not have to be baptized to do a soul reset in God's love. With that said, I, I or your pastor would love to talk to you about baptism and membership, so please either reach out to me if you belong to my congregation or to your pastor if you haven't already. In this passage, God says to Jesus, you are my son. Verse 23 says, It was thought that Jesus was the son of Joseph. This makes me want to invite you to consider the ways in which Jesus is God's son and the ways in which Jesus was also Joseph's son. I'll give you a second or two to to think about that. 
Again, this makes me want to invite you to consider the ways in which Jesus is God's son and the ways in which Jesus was also Joseph's son. And I'll give you a couple minutes to think about that, or a couple moments to think about that. As the word of God, the eternal logos, all of creation was created through him. He knew the will of God and followed it perfectly. He put the world before himself and gave up his own life, even to save the very people who were killing him. In life, he loved, he loved as God loved and lived as God wanted us to live. But humanly speaking, Jesus was raised by Joseph. He was taught the trade of carpentry and masonry from his earthly father. He was cared for and provided by him. Even though Joseph was not Jesus' biological dad, he was certainly his dad in every other way, humanly speaking. Still, it is important to note that before Jesus was Joseph's son, Jesus was always and is always God's son. Now, with Jesus, it's a little bit different because um, he was literally conceived by the Holy Spirit. So that makes him literally God's son. But this is really true for all of us, right? We belong to God first before any of our earthly relationships or roles. Think about the different ways that this is good news for different people in your community. How our putting God first means we put our community first because God would have us bring our community to know Jesus as the Christ, the lover and the savior of their souls. Think about how putting God first will mean that far less people will be passed over, ignored, forgotten, or oppressed because God sent us and we put God first. This belonging to God is not possessive. It is an expression of God's freely given love and grace. Jesus, Jesus is God's dearly loved son. Or as it is worded in the NRSV, the beloved. Before Jesus has even begun his ministry, God calls Jesus the beloved with whom he is well pleased. Now, I want to note that in the NRSV, beloved is capitalized like a name or title. Likewise for us, God's love does not need to be earned. It's simply who we are. So let me ask this. <clears throat> Why was Jesus baptized? I mean, the answer actually is simple. Jesus was baptized to identify with us. Verse 21 shows Jesus was baptized along with others. By faith, we identify with him. 
In baptism, we are affirmed in God's love for us, and our adoption into God's family by grace is proclaimed. The principal actor is God. God offers grace, regardless of our past, our sins, and our actions. There can be no doubt you always belong and are beloved in the family of God. Does your perception of yourself fit the reality of how God sees you? Do you see yourself the way God sees you? The world puts conditions on our value. It tells us we are beloved or worthy if we do certain things or are certain things. It tells us that we are only worthy if we fit in, if we look normal or clean shaved, the right body size, the right makeup, if we are successful, financially secure, powerful, and generous enough to look good. However, before Jesus has done anything, God says he is beloved. God says, we are beloved too. And we have Jesus to thank for that. What's important to realize is that until we reset our perception, we will never reset ourselves. How can we reset how we see ourselves as God sees us? Friends, the truth is, once we reset how we look at ourselves, we will also be in a better place to look at others through God's eyes. How can we look at the world, not for what it says that it is, but through God's eyes? How does our baptism invite us to see others and the world? As you meditate on that question, and I'll say it again, how does our baptism invite us to see others and the world? As you meditate on this question, I want to invite you to remember your baptism. You can do this in your head or you can set up a bowl with water in it right now. You can pause this and just set up that bowl. And I want to invite you to remember your baptism by dipping your finger into the water if you have it or doing it symbolically in your head and touching your wet finger on your forehead or just your finger on your forehead. You can do this simply by touching your forehead or even by applying it in the shape of a cross. Now, if you aren't baptized, you can feel free to do the same as a symbol of your desire to reset. But friends, it's important. It's important that we remember our baptism. Because when we remember our baptism, we remember who we truly are, not who the world says we are. Amen? Amen. Let us turn to God in prayer. Thank you, gracious God, for all that it is that you've done for us. Thank you for giving us the chance to soul reset. Thank you for giving us the chance to reset and to be reminded that we are yours, truly loved, truly beloved of you. Help us to live our lives as an expression of the joy that we are your beloved, so that we may bring others 
to know the same. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, I want to thank you for uh, tuning in. As always, this is a blessing for me to be able to join with you each each week and to uh, have these uh, messages uh, uh, provided for you. I hope that you will uh, you're getting something out of them and that that they are uh, they're beneficial to you. Uh, you can check out the episode notes as always, and of course, uh, while you check them out, you'll notice links to Tithely and PayPal. That is because. Uh, we live in a very precarious time where giving is down, attendance is down. We've got a pandemic uh, uh, just on the rise again and again and again. And uh, so any bit of support that you can give uh, would be great help to uh, the ministry of First United Methodist Church of Newton. Of course, uh, this uh, Life-Giving Water Messages is completely free. I would never charge for it. This is my ministry. And... Uh, Uh, I'm glad to serve Christ this way, and I'm glad to provide you these messages free of charge. But of course, if you can give and you have the the, the means to give and you want to support a local faith community or a faith community if you're not local, but this is your main nourishment, then we would greatly appreciate it. Of course, if you attend another church, by all means, my friends, support that church if this is just supplemental. And if you have it in you to support us both, well, none of us would be uh, anything but greatly appreciative of that. So with that said, I just want to remind you that you are indeed richly blessed so that you may be a blessing to others. Go in peace.